0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Your Words Against Mine, a competitive reading podcast between siblings. I am your host, Elizabeth Connor.
1: And I am your other host, Thomas Dempsey. And
0: welcome back.
1: Yeah, sorry for the delay, folks. Uh, This has nothing to do with that, but I'm just testing, I'm experimenting with the gain knob on the back of my microphone, Mm -hmm. because when I've been editing the... Last several episodes, I noticed that my uh, uh, waveform's a lot smaller than yours. Oh. And I don't know if that affects the sound or the quality or not, but uh figured it'd just be worth investigating. Mm
0: hmm.
1: Yeah. But, um, yeah, so. Oh, happy to be back. It's been a pretty busy couple weeks. Yeah. So much with reading. But, uh, maybe we can get ahead and get out in front of that. Elizabeth, what have you been up to?
0: Um, pretty much just, like, work and family stuff. Um... Sure. A lot of Little League games. That's nice. There was... The other night, um... we, We went to a game, and the umpires were... Oh, they were awful and and it was just it was just kind of a bad night like the players were playing their little hearts out our team could not get a break to save their life even though it was our home field that we were playing on and you had you had the parents yelling at the umpires our third base coach was yelling at the umpire um i thought brian was gonna get thrown out of the game oh boy there was a couple of other parents who almost got thrown out of the game. Um, it was rough.
1: Yeah, man. You hear stories about uh, parents at games going off.
0: Well, and I mean, like, like Brian went off because, like, one particular play, um, Andrew caught the ball, and in the base right. path while the runner was running to first base, he tags the runner. He actually, yes. like, physically tags him. So, right, runner should have been out. The sure. the umpire called the runner safe because even though Andrew had tagged him, had physically tagged the player on the base path, Andrew right. was not on the bag, on the first base bag.
1: Well, that uh, that's shouldn't be, that shouldn't count, should it?
0: I didn't think so.
1: And it sounds like a lot of other people didn't either.
0: Yeah, a lot of people other, didn't either. Um, let's see here. What else happened? Not Andrew, thank goodness. But, uh, and I mean, it was awful that it happened. But another player got hit by the ball. Like, he got hit on his foot by the ball. Okay. Not, he fouled off the ball and it hit his foot. No, the, the right. ball hit him. Hit him in the foot. And the umpire would not let him take his base. Oh. So, like you're supposed to do if you get hit by the ball, you're supposed to be able to go take your base. And yeah. his parents were furious. I mean... Sure, we. I mean... I mean,
1: and especially, it's a kid's game, so you've got to figure... Even if you... If there were, like, stringent interpretations of the roles that might make those calls defensible you're talking about kids here
0: yeah and i mean so it was just like it was like a bunch of calls it was a bunch of calls like that um at one point during the game like our players were booing the umpires because it just got to like a a level of ridiculous Um, and then we're pretty sure the umpires just started like making bad calls on purpose
1: oh wow now, who are the umpires that do this? Like, other teachers? Or just adults? they? No,
0: they're just... um, No, they're just volunteers from the community. Oh, man. So, I mean, like, they have to, you know, they have to, like, go to trainings. They have to go to meetings. I'm sure they have to go to, like, seminars and stuff about umpiring. But... Yeah. And the league, and, like, the league and the ballpark, like, they get paid. They get paid, like... 40 bucks a game to go out and umpire um okay well i didn't
1: um i never knew what i don't recall umpires at our little league games i'm sure they were there but uh i guess i was always more like interested in what the coaches were doing
0: yeah and to be honest like as as the person watching your games sometimes yeah um sure I don't remember umpires at your games. I just remember your coaches. Okay. I'm not saying the umpires weren't there. I'm just saying I don't remember seeing them.
1: Right. But there's a lot about that time I don't recall. It's a long time ago. Yep. And be honest, I was probably looking at bugs.
0: (laughs) You remember when you sat down in the outfield and you were like picking daisies? Oh, sure. Or like picking dandelions, not daisies.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Good times. All right. Well, um, I've been pretty busy the, or as of late. Got my first COVID oh. shot the uh, other day, yesterday.
0: Me too. I didn't get mine yesterday. I got mine the week before, but welcome to the club.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, how long are they making you wait for the second one?
0: So um, when I made the appointment online for my first shot... They went ahead and yes. had me make my second appointment, and it was for 28 yeah. days.
1: 28 days. Okay, yeah, that was the same for me. I can't remember where I heard, like, uh, I guess I was under the impression that it was a shorter turnaround. Like, maybe something closer to two weeks.
0: Um, I think it depends on which vaccine you get. So... Sure. I got Moderna. Yeah. And it's. Okay, yeah, that's the
1: one I got too. And
0: that's pretty standard. And like 28 days is pretty standard. Um, if you okay. get Pfizer, it's like 21 days.
1: Okay. Well, uh, did you experience any symptoms when you got
0: yours? My arm was sore, like the day, like two days after. But it wasn't sore, oh, like right. I couldn't use my arm. It was just sore, like no, it sure. felt like a bee sting. Yeah.
1: I've been uh, going over a couple of symptoms today, I think. Uh, Had a uh, headache earlier in the day and the makings of a light fever, I want to say. But nothing too bad. I just took some Tylenol and laid down for a little bit. Okay. And, uh, yeah, they say the second uh, shot takes a bit more out of you, so hopefully that won't be too bad.
0: Yeah, um, that's why I wanted to get mine on a Friday, especially since we're still in school. Um, Sure. Because I was like, if I get my shot on a Friday and I end up getting sick... I'll have the weekend to get over it.
1: That's smart. That's uh, that's sort of why I did it the way I did it too. Now, and, yeah,
0: I asked uh, my I asked the pharmacist um, who gave me my shot. I asked her like, "Do I have to come back in 28 days? Because 28 days from when I got my first shot is Christopher's graduation." Okay. So. I was like, "Do I have to come back in 28 days?" And she said, "No." She goes, Ooh. "She said that's just what they recommend." She was like, "You could come 24 days after this yeah. shot."
1: My uh, nurse gave me a similar sort of run through of that. It was like some like 25 to 20 something or. Really. Mm-hmm.
0: And then the but, pharmacist. Uh, I guess- The pharmacist basically said as long as you get your second dose within like 45 days of your first dose, you'll be fine. Now, that's just what my pharmacist said. If you're listening and you're thinking about getting the vaccine, do whatever you're told.
1: Right. That's smart. You know, sometimes I forget we're uh, not talking to each other, strictly speaking. Right. Right. But uh, we appreciate your audience and we want you to be safe. So get your shots. And,
0: uh, or don't, whatever. Stays. It's your life. Well,
1: I mean, okay. We'll cut this part out. Okay. Uh, so, apart from that, just sort of been going about things, getting work done. I've been getting back into this band. Did you, have you ever heard of Deerhoof?
0: Uh, not that I recall.
1: Okay, they were they were like a uh, indie rock band. I think that. They formed, strictly speaking, like mid to late 90s, but they got a new singer in the early aughts. And for all intents and purposes, that's been like the the sort of conception of the band ever since. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't really break out until they had this new their new singer. Oh, OK. And they've, they're one of those bands that uh, are like pretty uh, steady with their output. So mm-hmm. they've got a new album or two out every one or two years. Okay. So they've got, and it seems like they've been doing a lot of reissues as of late because, uh, Horizon Records up in Greenville has been stocking a lot of their stuff. And so I've been getting back into them. And, uh, I feel like I have this rhythm where I'll find a band that's had, that has like a dozen plus albums in their catalog and I'll just sort of binge on that for a few months. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, late in 2019 early 2020 it was this band of montreal and i've i wouldn't consider them my favorite band but i definitely have more records by them than any other band okay so but then they've they've been putting out stuff a long time too yeah so yeah but uh yeah that's so uh, i guess uh, deer hoofs my new sort of uh, fixation okay yeah but uh, anyway, that's uh, probably been enough about non-book stuff. Do you want to talk, read? Sure. All right. Well, I really only have the one big thing to discuss. So unless you've <laughs> got anything not pertaining to your
0: challenge, uh,
1: how you want to do this?
0: So, yeah, no, because my, I have, okay, so... Yeah, school is still in session, but like my brain is like I'm done, like I'm checked out. Um Sure. So I've already started my like summer reading pace. I feel like
1: Oh. Um now Should I be afraid?
0: I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, well, I've read eight I mean, a- I
0: read eight books in 2 weeks.
1: Yeah. Um I'll be very afraid. Granted, uh, I my book was a bit bigger, and point of fact, I'm not going to be able to talk about word totals this week because I checked mine out from the library as an e-book, and it got returned before I could uh, total up what the word count was. Okay. So uh, we'll just hold word counts off until next week and get those factored in if that's all right.
0: Yeah, well, I can... I mean, I can give you my word to count, and then we can wait on yours or something. Sure. Okay. It's however you want to do it. Okay. So, uh, what you been up to? So, um, I discovered... So, I found a new series. Uh, it's called the Dusk and Dawn series, I think. Um, and it's a fantasy romance. And so, that was sure. three of the books that I read. And, like... It was just so good. Um, so basically what the books, all three books are about, they're about different characters. Uh, it's about the monarchies of these different elf realms.
1: Right.
0: Called the like the day realm and the night realm and then the dream realm. And um, so basically a long, long time ago, uh, the day, the soldiers of the day realm got ticked off and they found this coven of witches who had placed a curse on, or who had, like, cast a plague upon the realm, and they took their eyeballs. Right. So, so yeah, so that's, so anyway, the, the witches were obviously upset. And so they cast a curse um, upon the, the monarchies of the different kingdoms. And the, the curse was your firstborn child, um, who is, you know, therefore the heir, uh, the your firstborn child will be born or will now be blind. And the oh. only way that he or she will regain his or her sight, which all the characters are men, so it's not... Um, or all of the the monarchies are men, so I shouldn't really even say the her part. But they, the only way that they can recover their sight is if they meet their fated mate and consummate the relationship. Okay. And obviously that's a problem because in the elf-like folklore... Faded mates recognize each other by sight
1: oh all right so now, does this okay I must, you keep going
0: okay so in the first book um the characters are Kyrian and Quinn uh Kyrian is the prince of the night realm and Quinn is like this awkward human girl and right. they're both 12 years old and Kyrian finds his way to the, the human realm by way of a portal, and okay. that he and Quinn meet, and anyway, they become friends.
1: All right. Hey, quick question. Uh-huh. This, just going off of what I've been reading recently, is this like like our 12 years old, or is this like fantasy novel 12 years old where like they're played by a 20 something in the film adaptation?
0: No, like No, like the like they're actually 12 years old.
1: Okay. Cuz uh, I guess no need to dance around it. I've been reading a lot of Game of Thrones as of late and watching it. And yeah. there's a lot of quote-unquote 14 and 15-year-olds running around. And uh yeah, it's just not all that convincing.
0: Yeah. No, the they are actually 12 years old when the book starts. Um, okay. But then, so then they agree, like, okay, like we've hung out, like we really enjoy each other's company. Um, we're going to, well, let's meet up tomorrow. So they meet up the next day, and Kirian is bigger and looks older, and she, and Quinn is just like, what in the world? And that's, that's when right. you discover the time difference that, oh. that one day in the human realm, Is one year in the elf realm.
1: Okay, so that's it's kind of like Narnia rules.
0: Yeah, basically. So Kirian is basically an adult, like within two weeks. Woof. Of the two of them meeting each other, and so you've got this like twenty-five-year-old elf like hanging out with a twelve-year-old human girl, and they see each other basically every day. And then Quinn is like, well, I'm going to go off to college. And Kirian is like, I'm not going to allow that. And she's like, well, what are you going to do about it? So he kisses her and tricks her. And they go back through the portal into the elf realm. Yeah. And adventures ensue. Okay. Well, that's not sure how to
1: feel about the uh, age difference thing.
0: And, you know, I'm not going to lie, like, like I'm sitting here, like, I'm sitting here reading the first book, and I'm like, ew, like, to me, <laughs> this feels a little bit like grooming.
1: Oh, God.
0: I Like, I'm sitting yeah. here, and I'm just like, but technically, you did meet when you were both 12, and it's neither one of your fault that, like, his, like, hit the time, and it's not in either one of yours fault that, like, there's a time difference, like, there is.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's like a whole thing. I'm sure the series goes more into it.
0: Yeah, it it well, not really. Um but basically oh. like before b- before like, you know, things happen, um they're both consenting adults.
1: Okay, so the age gap is closed at some point.
0: Yeah, so it's basically like okay, like the book starts when they're 12 and then like in the next chapter Quinn the, the girl is like eighteen, but Kyrian is like over two thousand years old.
1: Oh. That's weird.
0: Okay. Because if she's seen him every single day, but every single day to a human is a year to an elf. Right. Like, I don't know how yeah. many you know how that's up. Yeah, three hundred and sixty five times six. Yeah. Like, okay. That's how many years old Kirian is.
1: Okay, and
0: I, yeah. And so then the uh, other two books in the series um, follow the the love stories of Kirian's cousins. Oh, okay. So
1: it's kind of like a uh, Birderton sort of thing.
0: Yeah. And okay. and in the last book, um, the author has very much left herself a door open to continue the series. Right. With okay the children of all sure. of the couples.
1: Okay, there was one issue, um, another, or rather another issue I wanted to point out, uh, or just bring up, with regards to the blindness uh-huh. aspect of the story. It, does it uh, come off at ableist, as ableist? As ableist, is all like the the like the character's blindness being this thing to overcome, or
0: not really? Um, because all of the main characters are like look like yeah we're blind but like elves already have heightened senses and so oh, okay. what would naturally so basically... happen. so like what would naturally happen is like one of your senses is taken away so the others are heightened um
1: right so it's more to deal with like taking away their ability to see their uh them. yeah
0: to see uh their fated mate and okay. the, only, the only clues that they were given as to who their fated mates could be is they were like given a limerick.
1: Uh, oh, that's silly.
0: Yeah. And so they're basically like, okay, so I've got two sentences that tell me who I'm going to fall in love with. That's fun. So, um, but no, actually, I feel like the author did a really good book. Once the characters regain their sight... They they begin to realize like how much they begin to realize how much they um, depended on their other senses before they got their sight back because they they find themselves in positions where they are at a disadvantage because they're not utilizing the skills that they had developed before their curse was broken.
1: Okay. All right. And uh, those were three of the eight books you read.
0: Yeah, those were three of the eight books that I read. Um, I read another book. I finished it today. It was like something, it was like Rejected Mate or something. It was a werewolf book. I don't know what it is. Like, I like fantasy and I like romance, but for some reason, like, werewolf romance fantasies? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, they don't, they don't do it for me.
1: Okay. Well, I, um, I certainly know they're a whole thing. So.
0: Yeah, it's like a whole thing, and I just I I don't know. I just I can't get into them, or I can't like I don't get as excited about them as like other ones. Like I was, like the the one I just finished yesterday, "Rejected Wolf," um, and it's by Savannah Rose and Amelia Gates. Like I was more invested in the Twilight series than I was in this. Okay, and I didn't even like the Twilight series. Ah, I just read it because I felt like I had to.
1: Right, and you read all of it.
0: Um, I read, I read the first, I read the three books in the original trilogy, and then you know they came out with a fourth one, okay. and I read the first part of the fourth one, and then I was like, Nah, I'm I'm good, I'm done.
1: Okay. Alright. Well, uh, and am I to presume what the last four books you read were?
0: Um, let's see here. One of them was actually... I, I kind of debated back and forth on whether or not to even include it. Because basically this person... What it is, is it's a series of 12 books and each of the 12 it's the same series but each of the 12 books is written by a different author okay and so each of the 12 books features a different couple but there's a character that remains the same throughout all 12 and that is the love vixen who like she she gives advice um she gives relationship advice yeah um so I read the first one, but the first book was, like, 90-something pages.
1: Oh, no, that's that's fun.
0: And I was like... So then I sat down and did the word count, and it came out to, like, 5,000 and something words. And I was like, do I even count this? But I did. Yeah, um, I think that's fun. Another book was... It was called The Forbidden Queen. And it looks like it could be, like, an actual legit fantasy series. I just wasn't super into it when the main character slept with her cousin. okay. Like, I thought that was kind of strange. Right. Which is funny that I'm saying that, considering the challenge that I gave you. Um, Oh, yeah. And let's see here. So that's one. I read another book. It was about a billionaire who falls in love with a country singer. That was okay. It's part of a series. I'm not going to continue it.
1: Sure. Sure. And, uh, I guess, uh, what I'm curious about is, did you, have you made any progress on your challenge so far? Oh,
0: no. No, I haven't. Oh. But I'm gonna start tomorrow. All
1: right, well, I'll be honest, I'm happy about that because I, uh, got you the first four books in the series. Uh Uh-huh. And the challenge was to read all six that Uh are currently published. And I've got the last two, and I'm Uh more than happy to mail them to you, but I haven't read them yet. Oh, okay. So before I do that, i want to... Just go through them and read them first. So okay. we we'll, I guess, be able to talk on a even footing. I won't make you wait too long. I should be able to knock them out over the weekend or so. Okay. Or maybe, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I'll get them to you uh, in a reasonable uh, fashion. Alrighty. And, uh, yeah, so with that, uh, I think we're ready to take a break. And when we come back, we'll get to talking Thrones.
0: Yep. Sounds good. I've been super into, um, I've been super into, like, chili limon seasonings. Yeah. Like, uh, like tajin. Uh, for what? Just for anything. Um, but, like, tonight I'm having a Modelo and I, like, pulled out a beer, like, a beer glass and I, like, like, rimmed it with, like, lime juice and tajin and then I, like, sprinkled some tajin into my beer. That sounds
1: fancy. I'm just drinking, uh, Victory Sour Monkey IPA out of a can.
0: That sounds good.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I think the last beer that Publix had on sale. It's basically my go-to is every week or so I'll hit up Publix, see what they've got, buy one, get one free. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, pick up a couple cases. Okay. Been doing um, fairly well.
0: And then after we record, I've got to make a pasta salad.
1: Okay. Got something going on tomorrow.
0: Yeah, our church is having a, a Pentecost picnic. Mm. So I signed up to bring pasta salad.
1: Pentecost pasta salad.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I think we can launch back into it. Uh, those listening, you are still with us on. Uh, your Words Against Mine, a competitive reading podcast. And uh, we've just been talking about what Elizabeth has been reading the last couple of weeks, and now we're going to be talking about what I've been reading the last couple of weeks. Largely the last week. i uh, tell you how I did it. Basically, you gave me the challenge, a go on Libby, I download Game of Thrones from my library, I read, like, the prologue, and this is, technically speaking, my second time starting Game of Thrones. Mm hmm. So. I had memories of these early chapters mm-hmm. and so just you know, sort of knock them out fairly efficiently then mm-hmm. get into the further end uh, I think I got through the first 20 or so chapters just piecemeal Yeah. and then uh, come a week before, a week ago basically I'm like looking at the table of contents and I've got like 50 chapters left I'm like, I gotta pick up the pace, so this past week has just been, like, four and five hour days of reading Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. That is a long book. Yes, it is. And, like, I think, and I feel like you presume, like, those fantasy paperbacks like that, I guess I've always sort of intuited the, like, the notion that they're thick, but they're quick. (laughs) Like, sort of like the Steven Spielberg, not Spielberg, Stephen King. Sort of thing. Uh-huh. Where uh where like I would knock out one of his book in like the span of a week or so. Mhm. And uh this one took a lot more doing. And I thought I had a paperback edition laying around somewhere. I've been checking through crates and such, trying to dig it up, but I couldn't find it. So, uh yeah, I just had to stick with the ebook and like I said, by the time it came Time to tally up my word total. It had gotten returned, so I'll have to hit up a bookstore or someplace and give it the old perusal. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I uh, completed it. Completed the first season of the TV show, and I am here to talk Game of Thrones. All right. Yeah. So it likewise with the first season of the series. I'd watched the first handful of episodes several years back, and then have just had the Blu-ray collecting dust on my shelf for the time since. And so I go to watch it this time, pop the Blu-ray into my PS3. It's the start of the first episode, the uh, riders are venturing out into the wilds beyond the wall, and mm-hmm. uh, the dude's coming up on the wildling settlement, and the screen goes black. <laughs> and My PS3 has, I guess, crashed. I don't know if it's a problem with, like, the console itself or just whatever drivers it uses to play DVDs, but uh, I basically reboot it, start it up again, get a little further into the episode, and then it crashes again.
0: Oh no! Uh,
1: Fortunately, I did have the uh, HBO Max subscription, and that's Mm -hmm. got all of Game of Thrones on it, so I was able to... Streamed this uh, f- first season, but I was, I think, looking forward to uh, breaking in my Blu ray. Yeah. And uh, especially at one point, I was considering watching it at like one and a half times speed to help when it was looking <laughs> like I'd have to watch like three episodes a day for uh-huh. a couple of days before our first recording. But uh, I managed to watch it all just streaming and. Especially once I got past the episodes I'd ori- originally watched. I feel like I was re-watching episodes one through three. Then I sort of just, like, casually watched episode four. Uh-huh. Like, you know, dividing my time between it, my phone and such. And then, uh, starting with episode five, uh, I was giving it a lot more of my attention. But, uh... Yeah, it it certainly is interesting, like, going from the book to the show, and, uh, I think there's certainly plenty, uh, distinctions to make. How much, uh, what memory do you have of the original book?
0: Um, so If it's
1: something that you've read.
0: Yeah, so I've read the first book, and I've seen the first season, I've seen the first five seasons of Game of Thrones, um but i but re- i watched the tv show first before i read the book and yep. when i was reading the book um a couple of things that struck me were wow these characters are a lot younger than they are in the show
1: yep definitely
0: and so that was like that was a big one um right and then the other thing was just it was just kind of like little things it would be like the show would would have a character do or say something. And then in the book, it's like, no, that character did not say or do that thing.
1: Right. Like, the one that stood out for me was, uh, like, during the part of the story at the jousting tournament. Uh-huh. Where, uh, where Sansa is learning the Hound's backstory for how his face got burned. Yeah. And uh, I much preferred how it happened in the book, where it's like... They've been at this feast. Everybody's been drinking. Joffrey uh, like orders the Hound to escort Sansa back to her room. Mm-hmm. And then on the way back, like the Hound just sort of like is sort of like sort of tripping over himself, drunk, and divulges his origins to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, whereas in the show, it's just a cutaway that uh, not a cutaway. It's just this scene at the jousting tournament where uh, Littlefinger. Yeah, tells her about it, and uh, I I just feel like, in terms of developing the relationship between those two characters, the book, book's conception of that event was a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah,
0: Albu- I I much preferred yeah. that scene in the book as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think it's,
1: sort of, um. Uh, sort of sort of consistent throughout the adaptation whereas if the show deviates from an event in the book in any way I find myself preferring the way it was handled in the book Mm -hmm. and that's largely a result of uh, I think the affordances of the various mediums like we're used to TV shows looking like major movies these days and going back basically 10 years now and watching the first season of Game of Thrones it's kind of surprising like how like if you know what to look for like how stripped down the production is mm-hmm. it basically looks like a, a slightly fancier version of like an old Xena episode
0: oh yeah in
1: terms of like like what all you're actually seeing it's like if Xena had a better like a slightly better VFX and compositing budget but mm-hmm. uh and I'm sure and I know later seasons certainly like Got more m- money put into him and were able to, like, just sort of be a lot more ambitious. The other one that really glared, was glaring to me, was uh, in episode 9, I think it is, where um, Tyrion is going into battle. hmm And his whole thing is that he's, like, charging into battle with his men. His men overtake him. One of his men's warhammer swings back and smacks him in the face. Yeah. And he gets unknocked unconscious for the duration of the battle whereas mm-hmm. in the book he is a very much an active participant in the battle he's like riding on a horse and everything he kills a guy then he gets knocked off his horse kills the horse of this other guy who is like some knight or other mm-hmm. and takes him captive and then like the battle just plays out from there so you can imagine that that whole series of events would be a lot harder to depict in a TV show right or like a lot more complicated in terms of filming and what have you so you can see why they would uh opt to just skirt around it Mm-hmm. but uh, i still feel like it, like the character was done a little dirty with that in that regard yeah but uh yeah and uh i think another scene was likewise with Tyrion. it's the one where he they're up at the veil vale with uh caitlin's sister and he's uh Calling for his um, oh his champion. His calling yeah his yeah his champion to be um, like trial by combat. Mm-hmm. And there's that whole fight scene that plays out with uh, Tyrion's champion winning, and them going off. And in the book, it happens in the uh, the woods. Like yeah. That, the God's Wood, and I feel like just the setting that the book evokes is a lot more interesting than just the than just the uh, like courtroom that they have the fight take place in in the show. Although
0: you do have the moon door in the show. Yeah, yeah you do get the moon door
1: and I thought that was interesting, but uh, I don't know. It's just sort of like a matter of degrees, I guess. But yeah, like I say, uh, when things deviate from the book I find myself preferring the book, but I have to say that like when the show is adding things that weren't in the book which are Mm -hmm. primarily character oriented like just characters having conversations that they don't have in the first book at least I don't know if any of these scenes were lifted from the second or third one because I know part of the advantage of doing a long form adaptation like this long after the fact is that I think at least like four books were out by the time they started adapting it into a series
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: so like, they were, they would be able to, like, uh, bring in events... Or, like, foreshadow events from later in the series. Mm-hmm. I feel like a, a lot is done with the, uh, the Greyjoy character. Yeah. That uh, he doesn't have as strong a presence in the book as he does in the show. So you feel like they're setting him up more for what happens with him later on. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I only know in dribs and drabs. Because I've only ever really watched like random episodes of the show and had various plot points you know spoiled on social media
0: mm-hmm.
1: but uh yeah i really enjoyed the character uh, interactions in the show and i feel like especially like or by and large like those scenes the dialogue is just a lot stronger than it is in the book because mm-hmm. i feel like and a lot of interactions that George R.R. R. Martin writes it's like he'll hit upon this like witty rejoinder or something like that mm-hmm. and then he'll just like hinge his entire interaction around it whereas yeah. in the show there's like a more natural ebb and flow to the conversations mm-hmm. and uh like some scenes that more or less happen beat for beat as in the book are just like better written or at the very least play better like given the uh, performances Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think it's sort of a—it's like just sort of like strengths and weaknesses between the two adaptations, mm-hmm. the two iterations of it. Okay. Uh, did you wanna? Yeah. Did you have any um, like where's the first? Uh, or blah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, excuse me. Did you have any um, any thoughts or anything you wanted to? talk about game of Thrones, was
0: so i guess i guess because you did it a little differently than me um my experience was i read i all right no i watched the show first and then i read the book and yeah. and and doing it in that order made me like both love the books while maintaining my love and appreciation for the show
1: Okay, and... yeah, I might be a bit. I might have been found myself more hot on the show if I'd done it that way. hmm But yeah, I feel like I also I just sort of enjoyed the way the book unfurled. Another, yeah. I think, significant point with regards to the adaptations is that the book is written in such a way that it really only focuses on eight different characters. You've right. got uh, Ned and Catelyn Stark got bran sansa and aria and
0: john uh, Tyrion. maybe
1: john john right you've got john then you've got Tyrion and daenerys yeah so you've got those eight characters and basically any other character in the show comes off a lot better mm-hmm. because they're just obviously being given like more screen time or more interiority than they were in the book yeah we're only getting them through like Specific perspectives and what have you. Yeah. But, uh yeah. I feel like... Um, I feel like I preferred Daenerys... Uh, like, I liked Daenerys better. Or not, I didn't like her better. But I feel like she came off better in the book than in the show. Whereas, yeah. like, I don't know if the... I feel like the book gives her a much more... She's basically her arc in the show is a lot more, like, profound in terms of, like, where she starts and where she ends up. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it feels like rendering her more weak in the early goings makes certain elements of her character arc a bit, you almost want to say exploitative. Yeah. Yeah, whereas in the books, she, or in the book, rather, she comes off as a bit more, like, self-possessed, and like yeah. she, like she has like doubts and fears and such, but like she her actual actions and such, and the way she uh like deals with people feels a lot more like they like a lot it, they give her a stronger sense of agency i guess
0: mm-hmm well, in the book but, in in the book is she Does she turn 13 or does she turn 14 in the book?
1: I don't know. I think, I I feel like I remember hearing 14, but uh, it's one or the other.
0: Because I remember like that was just a very striking sentence is it's like, she's gone through all of this. She's experienced all of this. And then it's like, that was the night of her or that was the night of her whatever birthday or like that was the night she turned this man, this old. Um, And, and, like,
1: given how the show, like, conceives of all its characters, you, you almost start, like, just subconsciously, like, subbing out their ages. Yeah. Or, um, like, whatever would be the equivalent in modern day, I guess. Yeah. Whereas, I also like, you've got, like, yeah.
0: I was just gonna say, I feel like her story, or, like, the way her story progressed in the show, I feel like that was very much, like, that that, that was very much, like, an arc that people like to see in a show of like a a young woman let's see here she was she was probably portrayed as what 18 19 in the show
1: in the show i mean she certainly looks that but and uh, um yeah
0: you know going from this girl who is weak and who is walked all over and who is who Feels that she has no choice to be but to be treated the way she is treated, and then to like yeah. see her growth throughout the season. Um, I right. feel like that's a I feel like that's an arc that people like to see. Um, yeah. In a show, but then in the book, I feel like I feel like the book was a more realistic interpretation of this is what a twelve or thirteen year old would be thinking and feeling if these were her life circumstances sure
1: yeah i can I can see that, but uh yeah i I don't know, but at the same time, you almost feel like the book has a like higher or just i guess given the implied narrative perspective of the book, it almost seems to have a stronger opinion of her mm-hmm. with regards to like again how she handles uh, well, I guess for instance in the book. The on her wedding night, basically her first time having sex with uh, the call. Yeah. What's his face? call Drogo. call Drogo, yeah. Like that's. I'll, I'll just come out and say it. It comes off a lot more consensual in the book. Yeah. Whereas, it, like in it, the show, <laughs> a lot is made of like her, crying and, like, be, like being, like, reticent about it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that was that was one of those points where, when I because I watched the show first and then I read the book, I was just like, why couldn't they show this in the book? Like, why couldn't they show this in the in the show? Like,
1: sure, and like you say, like there's nothing to say that either interpretation of the character is necessarily invalid. You just feel like, especially given that this is a visual medium. Mm-hmm. That, uh, sort of lingering on elements like that can feel a little, like, more skeevy, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Not skeevy, like, but, you know. Yeah. But, uh, so th- there was just, there were certain things like that. And I think it really, a lot of it comes, a lot of it can be chucked up to just production limitations. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah, I I certainly enjoyed the book And I'm not sure if I'd go straight into Reading any of the other books Right away Mm -hmm. But uh, I'd certainly be Excuse me Interested in it Okay. And uh, yeah I'm happy that I got This chance to finally take the plunge Yeah Alrighty So that was that challenge And you said uh, Like I said I couldn't really Figure out my uh word totals for this week but if you wanted to go ahead and give us yours
0: okay um well before i give you my word total here's what i want to say about yours so you know by the next episode i'm sure you will have figured out um how many words are in game of thrones yes and obviously because this was the challenge you get to claim the word count for the book that you read Yes. But the other condition of the challenge was to also watch the first season of the show. Okay. So, your prize for completing the challenge, whenever you find out what the word total is for the book you read, you get to multiply it by two.
1: Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's pretty generous. And I was gonna say, like, with regards to, uh... With regards to, uh challenges per se i know we were late in recording so uh i didn't know if like the a- additional time that i had because i didn't f- actually finish the show until yesterday so like yeah uh, the- if that was something you wanted to factor into it or not
0: um no just because the way i see it is as long as you have it complete as long as you have the challenge completed by the time that we record the episode, then it should count. Sure.
1: Okay. And likewise, if there's ever a time when, you know, maybe you just feel like you've, like, haven't had the time to get the, the hours in for your challenge, mm-hmm. if you ever need to push back a day or so, then uh, okay. you can feel free to ask. Okay. But, uh, and an- another uh, thing along those lines, I wanted to maybe broach is possibility of making our, uh, episode drops uh, Saturdays from now on instead of Fridays. Okay. Especially because with... I looked ahead in the calendar and uh, the last day of the year is a Saturday, so it might be a bit more like sy- uh, symmetrical if we okay. were able to put an episode out that day.
0: I'm down with that.
1: Okay, and we can still like keep to re- keep recording schedules like Thursday or Friday one, depending on like what we got going on
0: okay
1: all right so uh yeah we'll do that and uh now if you wanted to uh let us know what your word total was
0: right so just to remind you guys um whenever thomas figures out how many words he gets to claim for reading the first book in the uh, fire and ice series which is game of thrones he gets to multiply it by two because he also watched the first season of the show all right now Um, That brings me to my word total. So in the last, since our last episode, I have read eight books for a total of 498,504 words in the last two weeks. And that brings my word total up to 3,112,082 words.
1: All right. And that is, uh, something I'm going to have to look to overcome, uh, in the weeks ahead. But, uh, before we leave you now, I believe we've got another challenge to be issued.
0: Yes. So, um, pride's coming up.
1: Right. That's right. pride month is June, right? It's, it's June. Yeah. Okay, um, cause I, I know, like you, I know I've you're, seen, s- yeah,
0: yeah. You're seeing a lot of stuff come out now. Um, but no pride month is June, right? So, Pride's coming up, and in honor of Pride Month, your challenge is, okay, there's actually three parts to your challenge. Okay. First, the author has to be a member of the LGBTQAI plus community. Okay. Second, the work has to be a work of fiction right third the main protagonist of said work of fiction has to be a member of the lgbtq ai plus community
1: okay so that's all pertaining to the same work
0: yeah so oh. go i'm sorry what was your question
1: so basic. so it's not like a separate book for each of those qualifications it's a book with all that matches all three
0: yeah so one book that matches that has all three of those things
1: okay i look forward to it i think i might have some uh books i've been meaning to get around to that would fit the bill but uh yeah i'll get right on it Alrighty. righty all right well we thank you again for joining us today on your words against mine elizabeth do you want to tell us where they can find do you want to tell them where they can find us
0: yeah, so you guys can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Your Words Podcast. And you can also find us on our website at YourWordsPodcast.com.
1: All right. Well, thank you for uh, coming, Elizabeth. It's been a good talk. It hope sure has good, been. Hope you have a good weekend. And uh, hope everybody out there stays safe.
0: All righty. Y'all stay safe. Bye bye. All right. Bye.